Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the House of the Lord for worship today. Two days ago, August 6th, in history, the United States did something that is still being talked about to this day. They dropped a nuclear bomb on Hiroshima. 2,000 years ago in history, Jesus did something that is still being talked about today. He dropped, if you will, a spiritual bomb, claiming to be the bread of life. And the world is still divided. Today, and for the next two weeks, we look very intensely at those words and study them carefully as we worship. Order of service is found in your worship folder today, and let's begin at this time with our opening hymn, 331. name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, the Lord has provided for us so generously that we can genuinely pray with the psalmist, our cup overflows. In the face of such overwhelming care and love from God, let us honor him and admit their sinful misuse in our hearts and in the overflow of our lives. Heavenly Father, for failing to spiritually digest Jesus as the real food of life for my life, forgive me. Spirit of truth, for savoring the unfulfilling and uninspired messages of the world, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, for grumbling against the meal of faith you labored so selflessly to prepare for me, forgive me. Mercy, 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 mercy
God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for all of our sin. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by His authority alone, I forgive you all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. God, your Son, Jesus, is the bread that comes down from heaven, that we may eat and not die. Give to all who feast on him boldness to serve you without fear. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. truth that Jesus told 2,000 years ago was that he is the bread of life. He's the only one you need when it comes to eternal matters. The Israelites in the Old Testament followed Jesus, were around Jesus <clears throat> in a manner of speaking, the cloud of fire and uh, the cloud at night or during the day and then the fire at night, but they, they didn't trust him. They didn't follow him to eternal life and so many of them died and lost out on all the benefits he provided. That's a warning for us today too. Not just to be around Jesus, but to trust him. We read from 1 Corinthians 10. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. 
Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is the word of our Lord. Continue with our psalm of the day led by the soloist. The congregation is asked to join in the refrains.
Please stand. The Gospel according to John chapter 6. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works of God? God requires. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of the Lord. in the creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated for hymn 404.
grace and mercy and peace, they're yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, fellow believers in him. Well, unlike today, it was a great day for fishing a couple of years ago in Phoenix. Went with a buddy in his fantastic bass boat. The only problem was after a few hours, we didn't have any fish. Make matters worse, I just got a bad snag. So he's maneuvering the boat in the 20 to 25 foot deep water, getting close to the origin of the snag down there. And I'm practicing all kinds of fishing pole calisthenics, trying to get that line free and to save the rig at the end of the line. Nothing's working. And after a few minutes, finally, there was a little release of pressure. I could feel it at the end, only for it to be snagged just as tightly again. Frustrating. And I'm working this, working this pole and looking it over and, and I look up at the, at the water where the line goes in and I saw like molasses, the line was moving ever so slightly. Just strange. And I looked at my fishing buddy and I said, I think I may have a fish on this. It wasn't running, it wasn't fighting, it, it, it wasn't doing anything. And so slowly and slowly I'm just horsing this pulling on that line, reeling in ever so slightly, and, and a few minutes later, it felt like I'm pulling up this semi-truck and trailer from 20 to 25 feet down, and sure enough, up comes this 15-pound catfish. Now, I was unfamiliar with that. I knew what a catfish was, but I was unfamiliar with the distinction of the three main types in the United States, and so I looked at my know-it-all partner, and I said, well, is this a keeper? Or are we going to cook this one up? And he said, well... You know, this is a flathead catfish. They sit on the bottom and they, they eat all the garbage down there. They don't taste very good. Now, if this was a channel catfish, then I'd say, yeah, let, let's cook this thing up and let's eat this thing, but not this one. So threw it back. The lesson we have in front of us from 2,000 years ago takes place right after Jesus miraculously fed likely the 10 to 15, maybe even 20,000 people. And he fed them miracle food, miracle bread, and miracle fish. He started with just five loaves and, and two fish. And the interesting adjective that's put in front of both of those from last week's sermon, small. Five small loaves, two small fish. Jesus just did an incredible miracle a week ago. But this lesson is the next day. On the very next day, a number of people from that crowd that just had that wonderful tasting bread and fish found themselves in a similar predicament. They were hungry again. Their stomachs were rumbling. And since they just enjoyed that meal yesterday that Jesus made, you can understand how their logic is processing. Let's go find that guy again who does fantastic fast food. Where's this Jesus guy? And so they go back to the place where Jesus had been just the prior day, and he's not there. Now, two years ago, going to the Israel area and standing on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, one of the fantastic things is, I, I didn't realize, is you can see across the whole lake. Now, you couldn't necessarily identify people on the other side, 
but you could see people on the other side. You can almost see around the entire thing. And so you can imagine this, a number from that crowd standing on shore saying, where is he? And they're looking across it, and maybe they see some people around Capernaum, and they, they climb into their boats, they, they row across the sea, they get over to Capernaum, until finally they find Jesus to put their next meal order in. And Jesus calls them on it. He said, rather directly, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. In basic terms, he's saying, you guys just missed the entire point of yesterday's miracle. All you guys want is an appetizer, a little bit more to get you by, a little bit more to get you by, never the main course, just a little bit more, a little bit more for the stomach, which is only going to hold it down for a little bit. A little bit more for the never-satisfied stomach that's never filled up. A little bit more Jesus to take care of my life on earth, to take care of all of my daily needs, but nothing more. More four-wheelers, more snowmobiles, more cabins up north, more vacations, more guns, more traveling, more me, more government money to take care of me. I mean, what, what, what better scenario could there be that Jesus, money from Jesus to take care of me, money from family and relatives to take care of me, money from the government to take care of me. I'll never have to work again. Just free, easy living on earth. It's no wonder why Martin Luther called this section of the Bible Jesus' belly sermon. It's not that he's talking about the physical organ. He's talking about the fact that every single person has this insatiable craving, this desire within them for more, for stuff, for earthly things that will never ever stop or be satisfied. So then why did Jesus do the miracle yesterday? Well, you have to understand, the miracle Jesus did certainly was a gift from God to provide food for those people. Jesus does miracles like that back then and today because God still and truly does care for the body. But you understand that miracle that he did wouldn't stop sin. The miracle of feeding the 15,000 wouldn't, wouldn't bring them salvation. It wouldn't forgive them for anything. And so that miracle he did was supposed to be a spiritual appetizer. That if Jesus can do that, what else can he do? And to start to think more deeply about that person who did such an incredible thing. I mean, think about it. There are people here who have, who have served in the concessions at Lambeau Field. I have relatives, and maybe there are people here who serve in concessions at American Family Field for the Brewers. I've known people who have done rock concerts and other kind of events who have served meals at these places. Never once has anybody gone into there, into those concessions, and said, we have some leftover food from the last event that was here. I'm just going to multiply this, and we're going to feed the thousands of people that come here today. It's never, I don't know of one person who's done that. And if you have a wedding coming up, there's not one person you can say, can you please just take care of 
all of this for us for free by taking care of feeding all of the guests that are going to come. Never does one, has one person done that, that I know of. But Jesus did. And he makes it clear to the crowd then and today that he does this. He said, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed. I did it. I'm the one who gave you your daily bread yesterday. I'm the one who gives you your daily bread today. I'm the one who pours out all of these physical things on you. I'm the one who gives you your toys and your time and your travel and even your talents of gold and silver. And I want you to pile all of those things that I give you up on a plate. And I want you to see how big and tall that plate of blessing is that God pours out on each and every one of you. And if you analyze and evaluate what's on that plate very, very carefully, there's not one thing on there that will serve your salvation. There's not one thing on that plate that will forgive your sins. There's not one thing on that plate that will prepare you for eternal life. Not that there's anything wrong with that plate in and of itself. Otherwise, God wouldn't give it to us. But thankfully, Jesus offers a second plate. And on that plate is another miracle. It's miracle food. On that plate is something that comes down from heaven. On that plate is a meal from God himself. And this meal is free. And on this meal, on this plate is something that doesn't serve 4,000 or 5,000 or 10 or 15 or 20,000 people. On this plate it is an incredible miracle that serves every person. On this plate is a miracle for all people. Think about the size and scope of that. And now you have two plates in front of you, one of earthly blessings and one that has eternal. And Jesus puts them before your very eyes in comparison and he teaches you a very practical lesson about each plate. Look at what he says. Do not work for food that spoils. That's this one. That's the stuff of this life. Do not work for food that spoils, where you're going to row across a lake just to get this stuff and want nothing to do with this one. But he says, but for food that endures to eternal life. That's this one. Our Savior understands the human heart very well, doesn't he? On which plate is that next mega million lottery ticket that's going to take care of you on earth for the rest of your life. And the bigger car, the better truck, and the bigger house. On which plate is Lutheran elementary school and Sunday school and Bible study? On which plate is that next great job that's going to increase your fame and your name in the community, maybe across the state, maybe even across the country. And on which plate is God's saving name? On which plate is the one that lets you drink as much alcohol as you want 
and dabble in whatever drugs you want and enjoy as much pornography in the confines of your home and basement as you want and cheat on your spouse as much as you want. On which plate has all of the sporting events that you can enroll your kids in with no church, no Christ? On which plate allows you to sit in the comfort of your own home, in your pajamas, drinking your own coffee on Sunday morning? Instead of coming to the house of the Lord and making the effort to at least work to come see Christ, even though you have no health reason for that anymore, hopefully. On which plate always serves Jesus? And why is it my heart, like all of yours and everybody else in the world, always wants the wrong one? Why is it? Why is it we crave this one? Why is it that we will run and chase and swim and row and drive across the state of Wisconsin and invest our money in all of the stuff that's on this plate when it doesn't do a thing for us on the eternal scale? When it doesn't offer us salvation and forgiveness and eternal life? When Jesus looks us in the eyes today and says, but this is the one you need, and this is the one I offer you. And this is the one that's open for you. We have some sins to confess to the Lord today, don't we? In truth. And Jesus, in response, has some truth to confess to us this morning, too. Miracle of miracles, that he is an incredible chef and host and servant. And he offers to us bottom feeders who devour garbage upon garbage and has every reason to throw us back. He offers to us a meal from heaven and leads us to see through it God wants to keep us and preserve us for eternal life. Look at these incredible miracle words that he says. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Come to Jesus for that meal. Come to Jesus for that feast. Come to Jesus for that plate and for everything he offers. What does that mean to, to come to Jesus for that and to devour him as food and drink? It, it, it sounds a little bit grotesque to our ears. Really, all he's saying is, trust me. That's hard to do. To trust Jesus is the only thing we need for our salvation. To trust Jesus is the only thing 
we need to rely on for forgiveness and that in him is full forgiveness for all those despicable things and the poor fruitless directions we've gone in life to trust Jesus is the one who will bring us before God and stand by us and testify for us and defend us in the court of God and bring us to eternal life to trust Jesus is the one innocent life who takes our place and removes our sin to trust Jesus will raise us from the dead that's a lot of trust and he says eat and drink this eat and drink the salvation I offer the food I provide the words I bring to you because when you do by the work of the spirit Jesus gives you a promise that you will never hunger you will never thirst again that you will never lack physically he will provide and spiritually you have everything you need you will never need anything else that's why this is the appetizer sermon as he starts to lead this crowd to see this miracle was a spiritual appetizer for me to see Jesus is the full meal I need and you need and to trust him completely. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of our God which surpasses our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lord Jesus, today we approach you and ask for another meal. While we certainly thank you for all the daily bread you provide, we seek you as the bread of life. You are our salvation, baker, chef, and server. As we devour and digest you by faith, strengthen us so that you are what we pursue, treasure, and work for, so that we never hunger or thirst for anything else and hold firmly to all that you provide. Dear Savior, we ask your mercy be poured out on the friends and family of Jean Eckert. Fill them with hope and sustain them by your mighty word. Jean was filled with the bread of life and was ready through faith in you for eternal life, and now he has it. 
We also pray on behalf of Danny Damrell. She, several weeks ago, blew out her ACL. And this past Thursday, you provided successful surgery for her. Please continue to care for her. Watch over her in rehab and her recovery. And Lord, please restore her to full health. We pray these things in your name as we join now in the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always.
strengthened, he 